You are listening to the How to Talk to Girls podcast with me, Trip Kramer. I've been having more sex than I did before I started the program. I actually have a problem now. I have too many women that are calling me. I just finished uh, a mini date with a girl, um, super hot girl, but the tips I've got from Trip, they obviously work. I'm going to cut right to the chase here. Many of these guys were lonely and depressed because they could barely get a woman to talk to them, let alone agree to go on a date. But you don't need to magically grow seven inches, win the lottery, or get a six pack to consistently attract, date, and sleep with gorgeous women. All you need is TED. TED stands for Tension, Entertainment, and Dominance. TED is all you need to manipulate a woman's emotions in order to create instant attraction and get her so interested in you that you'll become all she thinks about until she eventually snaps and starts chasing you and trying to escalate things. If you want to find an amazing girlfriend, have a more fulfilling dating life, or even if you just want to experience what it's like to sleep with new women every week, then go to coachedbytrip.com. Schedule a call with one of our highly trained dating experts for a free one-on-one consultation call. On that call, we'll discover where you're at with your dating life, what's stopping you from getting the kinds of results you want, and then lay out a blueprint specific to your situation so you can have the kind of love life you truly want. If we both feel like you're a good fit for coaching, then we'll cross that bridge when we get there. That's coachedbytrip.com for that free one-on-one consultation call. Now, back to the podcast. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the How to Talk to Girls podcast, episode number 666. It's weird to type that out. I was like, oh, this is uh, this episode is going to have an omen on it. No. I don't think so. Okay. Today, we're talking about something that I ended up discussing with a new videographer of mine. So as you know, I have a YouTube channel and Instagram, and I do videos. So I do more than just this podcast. I do videos, and on those videos, I give advice like I do here on the podcast. So recently, I ended up working with a new videographer. I am in Nashville right now. So Megan and I are traveling around to different cities across the United States and we're checking out to see if there's any other kind of place that we'd like to live other than Chicago. And so I decided to hire a new videographer to help me with some videos. And I I just got back from hanging out with him. And let me just tell you, it is always refreshing to hang out with others who are successful. And I would here's a little bit of advice before we get into the numbers game part really think about and i say this to you i'm also saying it to myself really think about the people in your life now i don't mean that you have to necessarily hang out only around people who are super successful you might have friends that you've had for a long time and i wouldn't tell you to just dump those guys but i would really take an inventory of the people that are in your life and how successful they are. And by the way, success does not need to be measured by money. Not one bit. It can be someone who has whatever it is that you might be looking for, potentially. You know, there's people who are successful who are just, just think about people who are running their life in a way that's 
producing a great life for them. So it can be successful in business, but it also can be, maybe they have a really great family and they raise their kids in a way that just, that's just awesome. They're an awesome dad. They're an awesome mom. Or think about people in your work or people who are your friends who at work, they're doing well. It doesn't mean they're making a lot of money, but they're just always getting promotions. They're, they're always just doing well there or just other people who have maybe skill sets or hobbies that like, yeah, they crushed a new record, whatever. So again, it's not necessarily about dumping all your old friends if they don't have anything crazy going on for them, but it is really nice to be able to surround yourself by people who are doing awesome things. So this videographer that I was with, I ended up getting a referral. Someone I met at a bar told me that this guy was awesome. I said, okay, I'll give it a shot. I checked out his Instagram. I checked out his his uh, website and it was awesome. Like this guy was like, wow, this guy was producing crazy videos. And I said to him, I said, listen, man, I need some videos done. Will you help me out? He said, yeah, sure. Come on by. We'll, we'll film some videos. I went to his place. The guy's got I mean, we're talking like tens of thousands of dollars worth of amazing camera equipment, lights, computer screens and monitors and all this wild stuff. And now it makes sense. I'm like, oh, okay. No wonder this guy. I mean, he's amazing. So he does really good work, which has allowed him to get all this awesome equipment. And then the awesome equipment has allowed him to do even better. And he's running this full-fledged business. He quit being a CPA, so he was an accountant. He quit that, and then he went on to do his passion, which was doing video. And he does it all by referral. He doesn't have to do any marketing whatsoever. And he gets tons of clients, and he's killing it. Like He's making an amazing living for himself, and he's super happy. And I was like, wow, that's cool. Like This is a guy who I'd want to spend my time around, just because... There's this motivational factor when you're around other people who are killing it. It's not to use somebody. That's not the point here. Although there is a give and take of exchange of value between friends. That's a whole other episode we can talk about. But but it's really just a being around people who are motivational and inspiring. And this guy totally is. And so now we can kind of get into more of the topic today, the numbers game of dating and sex You got to think about this, okay? So we were chatting. His name is Mario, by the way. So Mario and I were chatting. And he was telling me, and we were sharing kind of similar stories on this front of the idea of hiring for your business. Because I was telling him, I was like, listen, man, I've worked with a lot of videographers. You are not the first one. I've been doing this for, you know, I've been filming myself for over 10 years. And I've worked with so many people. I had one videographer once. I went to his place. He stole my teleprompter. So I literally went to his place brought my equipment. He filmed me. And then I was like, Hey, let's leave this teleprompter here so we can use this again in the future. He's like, yeah, no problem. And then he ghosted me, never heard from him, stole my teleprompter. And I think I might've even paid him for the videos. I don't know. And he never produced the videos. And I've been through other videographers that were, some were great, some were crappy. And then we were just talking about this idea of hiring. I was like, yeah, man. I was like, have you noticed that when you're hiring for your business, there's just like, you know, only few people are rock stars and then you just have to go through a lot of people and fire a lot of people. And he started telling his stories like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It's crazy when you're, when you're trying to, you know, hire the right person and most people suck and da, da, da. And I said, you know what? This is kind of a lot like dating. And we had a good laugh on that. Yeah. This is a lot like dating. I said, when you're dating, 
you're going to be going through almost the same process. You're like hiring. I know it sounds funny to say that, like, oh, that's 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 interesting. And yeah, I know it takes the romance out of it, but it's been a long time since I've really thought about dating and such as romance because I feel like when you go into that romance route, what you're actually doing is you're saying that you're leaving it to fate, and if you leave it to fate, you don't get a lot of great results. So I know this is not the most romantic way to look at dating, but I think that if you look at it in a more logical way there, you can make changes, you can be proactive, you actually get better results and you end up with a more romantic situation. So I think it leads, lends itself to that in the long run. So we were talking about that. I said, yeah, it's like dating. It's like when you're going on dates, most women are either not going to like you or you're not going to like them. Most of the women So that means that if you're going on a hundred dates, let's say, you know, some women are going to like you. You're not going to like them. You're going to like some women. They're not going to be interested in you. I would say maybe out of a hundred dates, I'm just kind of throwing out numbers here, but I think a good percentage of those that will lead to a second date might be like 20%. And then going to a third date, you're probably down to like 5%. So we're talking about maybe five people out of the hundred dates, maybe make it to a third date again, because you're filtering, she's filtering. And so think about that. All of these women that you're going on dates with, mostly it's not working out. And I'm not saying that in a negative way. This is, uh, I'm, I'm taking all emotion out of this. This is not positive. It's not negative. It just is that you're going to be going on a lot of dates And by the way, how many women are you going to have to swipe through or approach to even get on those dates? Even more, right? Maybe five to 10 times that amount to get those first dates. So a lot of women are not going to end up as a girlfriend or someone that you're having sex with. You only end up marrying one. In some cases, maybe some people marry up to three or four people. That has obviously happened, but even that's a small number. And then when you're having sex, how many women are you going to be having sex with? If you say 50, that's kind of a high number. If you say 100, that's definitely a high number. If you're going into like the 500 range, that's most guys in the world are not having sex with 500 people. So let's say on the high end, it's like 100 which again, most guys probably aren't doing that either, but let's just put it there. A hundred's not a very big number. We're talking about three and a half billion women on this planet, and you're only going to end up having sex with a hundred of them and marrying one, hopefully, two at the worst, three at the very worst. These numbers are all pretty small. And so what does this mean? That means that As you're going out there and as you're meeting more people, don't think of yourself as failing if you only sleep with a few or you end up with a girlfriend here and there. That's very normal. I've learned in life, dating, hiring, sales, friends, hobbies, like everything is a numbers game. 
you're going to test a lot, try a lot, you're going to do a lot of volume in all these different areas of your life, and it's only going to kind of go through or work with a few things. I'll give you another random example not related to, to dating. It's like instruments. Let's say you're a musician, you're a person who likes music, and you end up playing a bunch of instruments. Yeah, you're good at guitar, you're good at piano, you're good at the drums, you're good at the trumpet, whatever. But you only end up having probably one instrument that you're like really good at, you're really playing. Think about, think about any band. Every band you ever know, all the members pretty much, for the most part, stick to their one instrument. I know that's kind of a funny little comparison here, but I want to talk to you about this concept called the 80-20 rule. The 80-20 rule, Pareto's principle. So what this means is that 80% of the output from any given situation will be determined by 20% of the input. That's, that's like the very definition of the Pareto principle. 80% of the consequences come from 20% of the causes. But you can look at this in a lot of different ways. The 80-20 rule spans in so many different ways. So let's think about this in terms of dating. Where does the 80-20 rule apply to dating? Well, most of your energy and output is only going to be put into a few of the situations of all the women out there, right? Only 20%. So what I mean is, is that you're going to be swiping a lot. You're going to be going and doing a lot of approaching, going on a lot of dates, but really, you're only going to end up spending time, 80% of your time, with 20% of the women that you're actually going to be courting. It's really cool. The Pareto principle, it goes deep and wide. It goes into business, you know, like 80% of your revenue is going to come from 20% of your clients or 20% of your the things you sell. You can talk about the Pareto principle from friends, right? So it's like if you have, let's say, 10 friends, 80% of your happiness will probably come from about 20% of your friends. I think this applies whether you're an adult or if you're in high school. It's like, yeah, you have a bunch of friends, but who are you really close with? Who are you having the most fun with? 20%. So 80% of your fun is coming from 20% of the people you spend your time around. Or maybe you have a lot of people in your life and some people are stressful. Well, this can go as follows. That 80% of your stress is coming from 20% of your friends or 20% of the people you know. Or 80% of your stress is coming from 20% of the things in your life, right? So maybe only a few things are causing stress. So let's just say in layman's terms, a little bit affects a lot. So just some thoughts for you on the numbers of dating. I think a lot of guys think it's a little wild to be swiping for, let's say, an hour a day or a little wild to be going out and approaching 15 women. I have a client right now I'm working with. We'll call him Jay. And he's approaching like 15 to 20 women a week as he should be. And he's getting better faster. So he's going out. He's talking to a lot of women. We're actually having him record his approaches so we can listen in on them. I'm, I'm giving him feedback on that. We have other coaches, by the way, who do that here. So we give feedback on all the approaches being done. And he's going out and he's doing a lot of volume 
and he's getting dates. Now, he's not getting 15 dates a week. No, most of those girls he is getting rejected by, or he gets a number and then the girl doesn't respond. Or maybe he gets a number and he realizes, or, or doesn't approach or gets a number and he realizes, you know what, he's not that interested in them. So everything comes down to numbers, no matter what the situation. I hope that helps in any way. I hope it gives you new perspective, whatever it may do for you. Think about the numbers. And remember that it's going to be a numbers game in all areas of your life. And that's just the reality. Is it's going to take a lot to produce a little. And the faster that you know that, the faster you can get results so you can understand the reality of the situation. And when we understand the reality, we have that correct mindset. It really helps us a lot. Think about it. If you start to identify some of the few things in your life, right? If we're talking about 80-20, if we identify a few things that make the biggest difference, whether it be positive or negative, right? Maybe there's a couple things you do every day that make you give you a lot of energy. Maybe it's like taking a supplement or maybe going for a walk. That's only two things. There's so many different things you could be doing throughout the day. That's two things. But wow, that gives you a lot of energy. Or you look at what are the things in your life that are not going the way you want it. And you'll find the few things that you can tweak and move and change to then be able to get the results you want. Whatever it is that you're looking for. I think it's the same thing for the skill set. There's a lot of stuff you can learn out there with how to build attraction with women and how to get them interested in you. I teach a lot of that, as you know, and I've simplified it down to the 80-20. So when I talk about my system, there's only a few things that you really need to do that make the most difference. And that's what's cool. And when you also focus on the 80-20, it simplifies life and it simplifies things. So you're not doing a million things. You're only working on a few. So again, to wrap up here, we're talking about volume. That's one part of the conversation. And then the other part of the conversation is the 80-20, the numbers game of dating and sex. Why don't we hop into some Q&A? I got some guys who have written in. You can write in too. You can write into trip at tripadvice.com. When you write in, you put in the subject line podcast question, I will know that it's a question for the podcast. And then I'll answer it like I'm going to do right now from our latest one from John. John says, hey, Trip, cheers for reading my question. You asked me to write in again to see how it went. So here I am. First, I'd like to touch on your answer about messaging and voice notes. I don't think I was needy. The messages weren't good morning. How's your day? And so on. It was humor from both sides. Also, I didn't instant reply. Okay, before I continue here, uh, I do get a lot of questions, so I apologize if I don't exactly remember what situation we were in. That doesn't mean you shouldn't email in for a second time because I know we're going to be able to get some great information and advice out of this. So let's continue. He says, So as I said in last email, we had planned to meet on Friday, and I was thinking of canceling as that was the vibe I was getting. On Thursday, I messaged saying, might have to work late tomorrow, not 100% sure, sorry for the late notice. She rang me within minutes, jokingly saying, are you standing me up? At the end of the call, she said she was looking forward to kissing me again. 
On Friday, I messaged to say I got out of working late and could make dinner if she was still interested. She replied yes with a heart. Around 4 p.m., she sent me a voice note saying her babysitter had let her down last minute and she was trying to get another one. I was cool with it. By 10 p.m., I heard nothing, so I text. By 10.30, no reply, so I called her. No call back, no text. Next morning, I woke up to a message saying, had family problems last night, sorry. I replied a couple hours later saying, no worries, take care. She didn't reply. On Sunday, she still didn't reply, so I text, hope everything is okay. She replied, yeah, all is good, we'll message you later. The next morning, I text, what happened Friday? She said, family matters, sorry. So I sent her a voice note, no problem, it was nice to meet you, see you around, take care. She didn't reply. About four days later, I posted a picture of myself on Facebook. She viewed it and pressed the heart button. A couple of days later, she posted pics on Facebook. I commented, enjoy your trip, hope you are well. She replied the next day with thank you. I said to myself, that's the last time I view, comment, or like anything she puts up, and I haven't since. My main question is, she didn't want to meet up, that was fine with me, and didn't reply when I said it's all good. So why would she react to and heart more of my posts? Anyway, I'm okay with it. I'm meeting another girl in the morning. Sorry for the long email, but I'd love to know what you think and advice for the future. Cheers, guys. Love your work. John. All right, John. Great email. Thank you so much for writing in and writing in for a second time. So let's talk about this. All right. We talk a lot on this podcast about high level of interest. So I hate to be a broken record, but it's good for you to hear things sometimes twice, three times, even 10 times. I know I need it whenever I'm learning anything, and some people are new here, so here we go. High level of interest means a woman is willing to meet up with you, okay? So I need to say that because that's kind of the foundation in terms of what we're discussing here. High level of interest means she wants to meet up with you in person, makes the time. Yes, things come up, family matters, babysitters cancel, whatever, doesn't matter, a woman will still, at least if those things happen, because life happens, at least will want to meet up with you and make the time to meet up with you. Try to reschedule whatever it may be, right? Okay. So in this case, you're wondering, it's interesting. She's calling you, saying she wants to kiss you. She's looking forward to kissing you again. She's replying with a heart. She's looking at your facebook profile or whatever the pictures the things you're posting liking them all this stuff so what's the deal with this it's very simple well the most simple i can say is we don't need to overanalyze this we know that it's low interest and it's low interest why because it's not high interest because high interest isn't about her liking your posts isn't about calling you isn't about texting you it's only about meeting up and then of course escalating because if you're just meeting up and not escalating and not getting physical well then it's a friendship so you got to look at is she meeting up with you are you guys physically escalating okay so that's the simplistic way of looking at this all right now furthermore i know still guys want to know well why is she doing that okay great i get it low interest high interest but still why is she doing that well, for many reasons, we don't know 100% why, but I can probably take a guess, and I'm sure at least one of my guesses is correct. First of all, she's probably bored. 
So when she looks at your stuff and she likes your stuff, she's just bored. And when she's liking your stuff, she's basically saying to you, hey, I'm not trying to ghost you completely and I don't want you to hate me because just in general, people don't and don't feel really comfortable with when people don't like them. That's a pretty human thing, I would say. So she wants to be a little nice, show a little something, respond to you a little bit, right? The bare minimum. So she's doing this kind of bare minimum, low interest sort of action. Okay. But then it's weird, right? She called you. She said that. But now what happened to her saying a couple days ago she wanted to make out with you? Guys, women live in temporary truths. Okay. So that means that in one moment, her emotions are taking over to the fact that she does want to make out with you. So I'm going to give her the benefit of the doubt for a second. That she did want to make out with you again. She was excited. So she called you and talked to you and or answered. I don't, I don't remember if she called you. Whatever. That doesn't even matter. The point is, is she said that. That's some sign of interest, not high level, but it's some sign. Well, in that moment, that's what she wanted because she was feeling that. In that moment, she felt that towards you. But then she's in a whole nother emotional state a couple days later. Family stuff, babysitters, life. She clearly has kids. I didn't realize that, right? So now she's not thinking about that. And then how much time has gone by where maybe she's losing attraction. Also, it just shows that you're putting in so much effort texting her and trying to call her and all this stuff. And that's probably not attractive to her. So now she's just not feeling that attraction anymore. Or maybe she was just lying the whole time. She was never that interested. She just liked the validation, said that to you, and was never really interested in kissing you and was just leading you on the whole time because she liked the attention combined with the temporary truths. Women living in the temporary emotions of the moment and what becomes fact to them in that moment is based on how they feel. That's why men and women are a lot different. Men don't do that as much. You wouldn't be calling a woman up saying that. Yeah, we are emotional creatures. We do have feelings. We do think different things based on our emotions sometimes. But when it comes to this, it's a little bit more you're clear-cut interested or not. Your emotions aren't dictating this as much. It's a little bit more on the logical side. So you'd be more interested in that. Okay, so I know that sounds all a little bit complicated, but that's what's happening. So my advice to you, since you asked, I'd love to know what you think and advice for the future. Well, that's what I think. And my advice to you is cut these women off sooner. Cut these women off sooner. Don't you want to be with someone who's dying to be with you? That's like the true abundance mentality, by the way. Because... If you know that there are an abundance of women and a chance to attract an abundance of women, if you know that, if that's like a fact to you, well, then you end up being more particular with who you're going to be with. So you know that you don't have to be with someone who's going to be showing that much of a low level of interest in you. You should only want to be with someone who's so excited that they do anything. So, okay, yeah, maybe she did have a situation where she had a babysitter 
situation she couldn't fix. But you know what the woman would do if she was really interested? Try to reschedule. But she didn't, did she? So move on faster, John. I hope that helps. This one's from Sean. Sean says, Hey, Trip, I love your content and your podcast. I make good money and have a lot saved up for my age. I'm 26 and have several interesting hobbies, but I feel like the women I talk to aren't very interested. I've been doing cold approaches and online dating and trying to put myself out there, but I've been getting rejected a lot and not making it past the first or second date, if I can even get a date to begin with. I remember you saying that you need to be outcome independent and not need external validation, but it's hard to tell yourself that you're a high value man when you're always getting rejected. I'd like to know what you did or told yourself when you were close to giving up with the whole dating thing to keep from giving up entirely. My question is, how do you stay positive and keep a good mindset when you're always getting rejected and denied by women? I'd love to hear your thoughts, Sean. Man, that's a good question. I'm going to be real with you, man. It's really fucking hard. It's really hard. I think about that in moments in my life beyond dating. Sometimes we work so hard at something and it's just not working out. And you go, how much longer can I do this? Like how much time and effort do I really have to put into this? This is insane. And then by the way, I know you didn't mention this, but just a nice little cherry on the top is you see other people succeeding and you go, what the fuck? I am way more of a high value man than that person. What's going on? You start comparing yourself. It starts to become a disaster. In those moments, those are the moments that really, really test you. Those are the moments. When you get to that moment, a good reminder is this is the test. Like this is the biggest test. The moment where it's not working out and you're ready to give up. That's the thing that you need to pass. Because that's really the pivotal moment. So in those moments, I know this is going to sound cheesy, but in those moments, I think about the greats. I think about the people who had to struggle through so much adversity to get what they wanted. I think about Thomas Edison having so many failed attempts at creating the light bulb. I think about Michael Jordan, who just was playing basketball every hour of every day all the time to become amazing. I think about musicians and how much they had to play guitar, how much they got rejected. How many, you know, all those stories of the people, like a lot of these stories, if you go deep into these people who are famous actors, actresses, musicians, like any kind of artist, some of them got super lucky breaks, but some of them, you don't even know. Like they, they went through so much to finally become who they were. And so I think about those people and I go, I'm not any different than them. I'm a human. They're a human. They did it. And I know that you're not necessarily trying to become the Michael Jordan or the Thomas Edison or Albert Einstein of dating and meeting women. But just understand that in order to really get to the place that you want to be, the awesome place, 
or you're trying to find an amazing woman or just have a fun dating life, it's going to take a lot. I know that that's maybe not like, oh, wow, trip amazing. Now my life has changed and I'll be able to be okay in those tough times. It's just going to suck. So it's about living through the suck. It's about going through that and knowing that it's just, yeah, you're going to have a lot of those days and you're going to get rejected a lot. But let me tell you something, by the way, you're doing awesome. I'm not trying to give you some fake motivational bullshit. You're doing awesome. You're 26. You're young. You've got a great life. Sounds like you, you got your finances all set. You're doing all the right things approaches online dating and you're getting first and second dates bro that's awesome that's even quite amazing i would say you know how many men struggle I, there's gonna be a lot of guys rolling their eyes at this like dude stop fucking complaining you're getting first and second dates now i'm not going to say that to you because we need to empathize with where you're at that's not going to help but i think it does help a little bit to put you in perspective that First and second dates are pretty awesome and you're getting a lot of them. And I love how magically, whenever I have a topic, it can nicely relate to a situation like this. Well, remember what I said earlier? Numbers game. Most women won't get to a third date. So that's just kind of the natural path. Now, I don't like to just say, you know, go on and deal with it because I'd like to say there's probably something happening. So if you're interested in all these women and all these women are rejecting you and not interested in you, you need to, like you said yourself, stopping outcome independent. But you got to remember, whenever you stop something, you have to start something. You can't just stop something. Like it's really hard to just like stop smoking. I have a story real quick. My friend's mom was a big smoker. And instead of smoking cigarettes, every time she wanted a cigarette, when she quit, every time she wanted one, she'd go to her car and drink a bottle of water. So it's good to replace habits. Now for you, what does that mean? That means that you can't just think your way to outcome independence. You have to start something. So what I would start is start looking at the process, figure out where you're going wrong. This is where it comes in to make the change. I assume you're listening to a lot of my podcasts, so maybe there's something you can figure out. Maybe you're doing something that's that's not getting her attracted. Maybe you're saying something. I don't know. I'm not sure. It's hard to say. There's so many different variables. But then, when you can't figure something out on your own, if you get to that point, if you're like, no, I'm stuck. I've, I've tested. I've been on the dates. I've tried this. I've tried that. Nothing is working then you need help. That's where an expert comes in. And I don't mean this to be a plug for coaching, but this should be in anything in your life. You should get help, get coaching. This should be with literally anywhere, wherever you're stuck in your life, your fitness goals, your work goals, your finance goals. If it's not going the way you want it to and you can't figure it out and you've tried, then you need to get help from someone who knows what they're doing. Wow, we're really coming even more full circle. You got to hire. 
It's about hiring people for your life. Some of the people who are the most high value men in the world are people who learn how to hire people, not just for their business. I'm talking about for your life. You need to be hiring people for your life. Hire trainers, hire coaches. Get people to help you with whatever you need to get to the next level. It's really hard to get to the next level on your own. So that's why you listen to a podcast like this, or you get coaching, or you buy a course. You get the help that you need. So I think that you, Sean, need to take that a little bit more seriously. Focus on the process. That's how you stop being outcome dependent. Or I should say, that's how you start being outcome independent. Focus on the process and what needs to be done instead of, I hope this date goes to the third date. No. Focus on what needs to be done and what needs to be tweaked. And it could be so many different variables, so I can't go into all of them. It could be a seven-hour podcast because I don't know what you're doing, but you might. So there you go. Hope that helps. Alex, 31 years old, he says, Hi, Trip. I live in the suburbs of Massachusetts. I know the solution to meeting more women is to live close to or in Boston, but work logistics prevent me from doing so. I have a take-home work truck, and the jobs are usually in Central Mass. I make the 45-minute drive in at least once every weekend to practice approaches and socialize because there isn't much nightlife around me. Approaching during the week is tough because of other responsibilities. Gym, second job, 4 a.m. wake-up time. How can I maximize the number of connections I make without living in a major city? Thank you, Alex. Okay. So, yes. So, you said the logistics prevent you from living closer to Boston. You have a take-home work truck. The jobs are usually in central Massachusetts. That means that they're not near Boston, so it'd be... uh, a big thing. So, okay, so you make the 45-minute drive. That's good. Why don't you think about also, well, it sounds like you are. You said there's not much nightlife around you. What about daytime stuff? Daytime stuff. So here's the thing. You're, you're kind of asking me to solve a problem that sometimes can't be solved. So I'm going to do my best, but, you know, saying like all these things it's like well i don't know (laughs) what can you do if all you have is the weekend and you can't do anything during the week you know i'm not i mean i could tell you move but you don't want to i could tell you get a new job it doesn't sound like you'd want to do that those are the, the the things that would make the biggest difference ah the 80 20 man full circle again That would be the 20% of the things that would make 80% of the difference, but you can't do those things. So we need to look at the other 80% of things to make the 20% difference. And there's not much. If you can only do the weekend, then you need to spend your entire weekend doing it. It it depends how much of a priority this is to you. So Alex, if this is a big priority for you, then you need to, I don't know, I'm just coming up with ideas. Leave work early on Friday. Make sure you're spending as much time you can on Friday, all day Saturday, all day Sunday, approaching, meeting people, going, you said you make the 45 drive at least once every weekend. Great. Can you do it twice? Can you do it Saturday and Sunday? I mean, you can, you might not want to, but 
Sometimes we have to do the things we need to do to get the results we want to get. So you might be having to drive a few more times. You might have to start going to another thing you can do. Again, this is just, I guess, to maximize your time is make go to events. Are you going to events on the weekends? I guess my, my most simple answer that I can give you, maximize that weekend. That weekend should just be full of approaching, going on dates with the women that you're doing any online dating or swiping with, if you can, and utilizing all that time to socialize, go to events as much as you can. That's it. That's it. I don't, I don't know. I, I'm trying to find times in, in the weekday for you. It doesn't sound like you have it. So that's what you got to do. Uh, other ideas, lunch. I don't know. Can you do anything during lunch? And the approach is there. Eat quickly for 20 minutes. Go and approach a few women. Are you doing online dating? You even mentioned that. That's another way to maximize it. Do online dating. Be open to the fact that you might have to go on dates with women who live a little bit further away because you live kind of far and so you know it's going to be you're going to run out of people if you're in central mass but if you expand your search to boston are you willing to maybe date someone who lives a little further away it's not ideal but you asked me how do we maximize the number of connections so these are the ways that you can do it again not easy stuff but sometimes we have to make the sacrifices in order to get the things we want and that's just reality. That's reality that has hit me in the face more times than not. Sam, Alex, Sean, sorry, I have that wrong. John, Sean, John, Sean, and Alex. Thanks, guys. Thanks for writing in. You can write in too. Email me, trip at tripadvice.com. You guys rock. I hope today was meaningful for you. I hope you learned some good stuff. I hope that you take this with you and, and you guys become rock stars. If you can't do it on your own, there is help over here, coachedbytrip.com. Go there, apply to work with a coach here at Trip Advice. We will get you on your feet. You guys rock. Thanks always for listening, and I'll talk to you on the next one. <laughs>